I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to another episode of Worldview, the foreign policy show from Hindustan Times. And we are recording this show just hours after the Iranian missile strikes on two Iraqi bases where US uh, personnel are stationed. And uh, we have a very special guest with us today, Dr. Wail Awad, uh, a Syrian journalist who is based out of India, but has a very unique insight into relations between India and the region that we are going to talk about, which is West Asia. Welcome to the show. I'm going to start off right away by, you know, uh, talking about the events that have happened, uh, the killing of uh, General Qasem Soleimani, then today the airstrikes by Iran on Iraqi bases. What, according to you, are the chances of more escalation? Well, I think if we see the uh, sequence of events, we can make out that it was an action by the United States which have led to a killing of a, a, a commander in Iranian army and he is uh, well respected all over. You could see from the, the wave of the mooring of the people inside Iran and Iraq, Syria, rest of the world we're watching. I haven't seen this kind of uh, it's unprecedented for some years. We haven't seen such kind of mourning, which means that means he was a big figure. So the Iranian had to retaliate by all means. And the retaliation is an action against the American because it was very difficult for them to keep quiet. And if you see the timing of it as well, that they have timed it at the same time coincide with the timing of killing him. 140 that they have killed him and at the same time the Iranian have attacked the two uh, American bases in Iraq. And I think that is a message the Iranian wanted to send to the American that you cannot take us for a ride and whatever you do, we will retaliate more uh, with more heavy uh, bombardment of your bases, whether it is inside Iraq, whether it is in, your, in the region and all your uh, interests in this part of the world will be ended. And uh, we could see from the uh, Mr. Khamenei uh, uh, now when he was delivering his speech, we could feel the amount of anger and, and, and despise to the American president the way he has handled the situation. When we know that uh, um, Soleimani was taken to Iraq for, uh, for you know, intervention with the, uh, to reduce the tension in the American embassy in Baghdad, and also followed by the uh, Saudi and the, Ira the Iranian tension where he was carrying a letter, and he was about to meet with the prime minister you, of, you, of- You spoke about the tensions. I'm sorry to cut in, but you know, I mean, do you think this is now, uh, we are at a point where possibly both sides will work towards de-escalation, or do you think things could still get out. I think if we see the tone of the um, uh, the American president, he have tweeted now, and we saw the tone of the foreign minister of Iran, Zarif, when he was also tweeting, it shows that there is nobody wants a war. And now we have seen also the capital shuttling, the uh, most of the European capital shuttling meeting and with the officials of both the countries, it also shows an indication that nobody wants a war. Nobody is ready for a war in the region. In fact, you remember when in 2003, when the American invaded Iraq, we were with the American troops, embedded with the American troops. And at that moment, America took 60 days 
to prepare the ground for an invasion. So therefore, there is no question of an invasion. There is no question of an all-out war because you cannot fight from the sky. So the Iranian knows that the American military bases are a very soft target next to them. And they have already have the rocket and the ballistic missile, which can be attacking even Haifa, they were saying, mm -hmm. if the United States escalate the war. So therefore, you have to take the measure from all sides. Options are still open. But I believe that de-escalation is the interest of the whole world at this one because peace and, the peace and security of the global world is at, at stake. Even if the two sides de-escalate, do you think there is still a possibility, you know, that there will continue to be some smaller attacks? Maybe the Iranians target some other interests of the U.S. or, you know... Uh, I think the Iranians have made very clear message that America has to leave the region. And if that is the message the American, the Iranian giving, the American are very adamant and they have said we are not going to leave and they are not going to vote to the dictation of the Iranian. Therefore, tension will remain for some time. There is no question of de-escalation as long as the United States also, you know, Mr. Trump pulled out of the nuclear deal with the, uh, with the Iranian, have put sanction against the Iranian. There are lots of pressure on the Iranian to go nuclear now after this tension. So who is of interest that they wanted this to, to, to escalate to this large out of proportion? Even the Israelis themselves distancing him, distance himself, the Prime Minister of Israel, that he has nothing to do with the attack and the killing of Soleimani, which is a clear indication. You, it is an, it is a devastating war if it opened all the doors to, to everybody. So therefore, no one can offer, and I think the American understand this message, and the American administration also trying to curb the 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 uh, the freedom and liberty of the president on starting a war anywhere in the world. Also, you know. Uh, Obviously, India is a, uh, you know, is a country which could be tremendously affected by any spike in tensions. Absolutely. Oil prices have already gone up. Uh, we look to, the, to that region. In fact, Iraq uh, has now become possibly the number one supplier of energy to India. Of course, there is also Saudi Arabia, which is also in the top two. Uh, what do you think India can do now? And you know, is there a role that India can play? Absolutely. I think India is one of the major stakeholders in the region. Not only in terms of energy security, you know, also in terms of the, the expats that are living in the state there. You have 8 million Indian living permanently in the, in the Gulf country. You have more than 14 million Indian annually visiting the place. You have $200 billion business trade with the Arab world. You have $40 billion in, incoming remittance from the Indian. Imagine if these expats start, you have to exhort us and leave the country and come to India where the Indian economy is already reviving, where you will create jobs for them, where you will be able to provide all this and you will fight the inflation and you will fight this economic re uh, recession in India. India and the main objective of this war, trust me on this, is the American are eyeing on the Asian giant, India, China, Korea, Japan, who are using the, the oil of the Gulf, 40%, 60%. 60% of their oil requirement is coming from this part of the world. And 40% of the trade of this region is also from uh, to that part of the world. So therefore, we need to see where in the United States is leading us to. And I think India is a main sufferer in this world. And unless and until India take a proactive measure, we cannot just stand a bystander. India has to tell the United States, tell the Iranian, tell to the rest of the world that we do not want a war. They should form a concert, an emergency uh, form, uh, form like SEO or Shanghai Group, and that is emergency to prevent war. Why can't we take peace as a strategic option? I fail to understand. India has already spoken, I mean, in the conversations that the foreign minister has had with his counterparts in Iran, US, UAE, Qatar, and even uh, Prime Minister Modi's conversation with President Trump, there's been talk about restraint, stability. Uh, do you feel in the coming days, uh, you know, uh, both sides could be amenable to intervention by countries like India? 
Well, I think everybody should step in. India is is the major player in this. India have enjoyed tremendous relation with every members. Listen, India is an emerging power. And if you wanted to play a, an international player in the global affairs, you need to take action. You need to take a step. And this step has to be taken not to shy away and giving. I'm sure the Indian government and the diplomatic movement are there. Backdoor diplomacy is there and meeting with different uh, capitals and discussing the issue. But still, you need to also public opinion matters in India, which you need to give vocal to tell to the Indian what's going on, what's at stake. This is a major impact on Indian economy and Indian foreign direct investment on India relation with the Arab world. This is where we need India to speak. And you are not siding with anybody. You are adhering to the UN Charter. Yeah. One quick final takeaway. Where do you th see things going in the next few days? I mean, what, what, what is your own personal assessment? I am sounding pessimistic. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. But because an all-out war is not everybody's uh, in favor, it doesn't anybody want this war. I believe that the American wanted to de-escalate at this at this stage, because open an open door it will open all the you know the Pandora box and there will be a catastrophe in the region. I don't see any kind of an all-out war. But I will say that the American consistently maintaining the pressure on Iran economically, politically, trying to isolate. And in fact, this attack now is trying Trump to rally the European who have been standing against him in, the, in regards to the Iranian nuclear deal because he pulled out yeah. unilaterally. Therefore, if this kind of an attack, if some of the coalition forces lost, lose their life, then NATO will step in and that's what the American objective is. So therefore, maybe in the years to come, there could be an all-out war because Americans will not accept anybody who can sell oil our gas, not in the dollars. So we are at the gas, petrodollars, it's a gas uh, dollars, and the American will not let anybody fight their currency and the dominance in the world and the trade market. Dr. Awad, pleasure having you on the show, and I hope we'll have you back again sometime soon. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.